I want to continue the study, living this victorious life. Everybody say victorious life. I don't want to live under the clouds. I want to live above the clouds. I don't want to live in defeat. I want to live in, could everybody say it? Would you just mind saying that one more time? It sounded so good. Amen. It's getting better every time, isn't it? Amen. Living this victorious life that God intended for us to live, he purchased it with his blood. Amen. And I just, since I was just a child coming up in this church, I've been so blessed. People ask me how long I've been here, and they look strange when I tell them all of my life. I've been born and raised here in this wonderful church and around this wonderful church family, the greatest people on earth as far as I'm concerned, sweetest people on earth, amen, right here. They, uh, they were good to me and this church has been good to me over all these years. Well, growing up, I believe with all of my heart that it was a place in God that God intended for all of his people to live a life of victory and, and to be victorious in the Lord. And I, I have not changed my mind one bit. In fact, I've only grown more uh, determined and uh, convinced with all of my heart that uh, yes, there's trials that come and battles that come, but our God has made us victorious in Him. It's His will. Amen, to help us and to bless us. And if, and if it's truth, and it is, the illustration between the relationship of parents and children, if that is the, uh, the, the example that is before us today, we all know how we feel about our children and how much we love them and how much we want to see them uh, do well and do the right thing and make the right decisions. And yes, and sometimes you, if you're a good parent, you better chasten them. Even as you get older, you better know how to stand up at the right time. Well, Brother Holmes, they're mine, so they're just all right. I don't care who they are. They're not all right all the time. Well, Hallelujah. Man, I just felt a little streak of the Holy Ghost go through me right then, and I believe God wants to speak to our hearts. I'm going to tell you, it's a sad thing when we, as adults, watch our children stumbling and doing foolish things, and we never even lift our voice. Remember, they're the ones that's going to eat that bitter fruit someday, and you're going to be so sorry that you didn't say what you should have said when you should have said it. Amen. God, help us to at least say what we need to say. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in the house. Give grandparents backbones. And that's a tough one, isn't it? Give parents backbones and to know how and when and give us, as we're going to study today, the right word. We begin this study by talking about a victorious life. The first point that we talked about, you, if you're going to have a victorious life, you've got to start off with a clean heart. Your motives have got to be right. Uh, you've just got to have a clean heart and then that right spirit. And David said, give me that clean heart and renew that right spirit within me, O oh God. That is the foundation stone for a victorious life. You can never live a victorious life with victory.
bitterness in your heart. You can never live a victorious life with hatred in your heart. You can never be an overcomer allowing the root of bitterness to always be springing up. It will spring up within you, won't it? Amen. When you allow it in your heart and you must purge yourself and you must fight against this thing. And every day you need to ask God, give me a clean heart and renew a right spirit. A right, that doesn't mean just a right spirit for a few, but that means a right spirit for everybody you meet. Amen. Everywhere you go, that you have a right spirit and you have a clean heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wonder if we couldn't lift our hands right now all the way up in the mezzanine. Come on, let's ask God to do that for us. God, help us every day to pray that prayer. Help us to forget yesterday and yesterday's bitterness and all the bad things that happened in our life yesterday, God. Help us, give us your grace and your help, oh God, that we can put it behind us and under our feet forever, once and for all. You know what? There's things that's happened to you in your past you should never mention it. There's things that's happened in your companion's past that you should never mention it. Amen. You ought to get over it, get it, get it behind you, get it under your feet and say, devil, you're a liar. I'm going to go forward. I'm going to live for God. I'm not going to dwell on that. I'm not going to live in that cesspool. Amen. Of trouble and problems and, and all the bitterness and bad gall that I went through. I'm not going to dwell on that. Amen. But I'm going to live victorious in the Lord. Well, praise God. Second lesson we talked about, and that was making a good decision, how to make a good decision. And I want to tell you, that's where life hinges much today. It, it's on the decisions that we've made. We're eating of the fruit of today of what we decided to do yesterday. Sometimes further back in that, 10 years ago, amen, things and turns that we've made, bad turns are good turns. We're reaping the benefit from those decisions. That's why we need to pray and seek God every day and ask God to help us and give us that wisdom and not make decisions by the snap of our finger. I've learned that when you feel so pressed to make a decision, a lot of times that's the time to really sit down on it, amen, and drag it out and weigh it out and seek and pray. I know how you feel. We all have been envious as we've watched people seemingly go through no agony and no anxiety and they just boom, boom, boom. But I've watched too the end of many of their lives and the fruit of those quick snappy decisions to see that it was not right. So God help us today. If we're going to live a victorious life, it will be because we made good, wise decisions, that God ordered our steps, that God directed our path. And getting down again today to what I want to deal with and trust the Lord can speak to all of our hearts today, a very important one, and that is that we must learn how to play the harp, this very complicated musical instrument and comparing that to the tongue. Uh, it, was, it was said of Saul whenever he got in trouble with God and, and he lost his direction that an evil spirit of the Lord from the Lord came upon him. And they said, look 
out and seek a man who is cunning player on the harp. And it came to pass that when the evil spirit from God is upon thee, that he shall play with his hands and thou shalt be well. And Saul said unto his servants, Provide me now a man that can play well and bring him to me. And it came to pass that when the evil spirit from God was upon him, upon Saul, that David took the harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Amen. God, help us today that we could follow in such great footsteps. Here is a man, as I told you last week, when he was on taking care of those, what his brothers called a few sheep, he was still doing a great job. You remember the wonderful story and oh, how many times it has refreshed all of our faith when we tell and think of the story of David killing the giant, killing the lion because he loved his sheep so much. And then whenever this giant stood before him, he won that wonderful victory. But it was because that he took those first baby steps, young men, and he did the right thing. If you allow the devil to make you fail in the beginning steps of wherever you're at in life, your job, whatever vocation you're in, your school, young men, look right up here at me and let me preach to you. Hey man, I've got a message from God for you. And I think it's going to be good if you will listen to the word of the Lord. Well, could I get some help around the house today? Yes, praise God. Do you agree, you older men in this building, do you agree with me today that if these young men will do the right thing in the beginning of their life, that it will change? I told a young man, I said, if you'll stay in school, I think he's in, uh, in, in Mike, where, where is he at? In, in air conditioning school, stand up, Brother Mike, going to the heat and air. I said, if you'll stay in it, thank you, brother, and, and, and learn it and be the best at it. Uh, for the next, if the Lord tarries, he's just a young man. He ought to live to be 75 or so years old. So that gives him about 50 years. I said, it's, it will change the rest of your life if you'll just stay with it. Amen. But it's tough to stay with things. It's tough to follow through. Amen. It's tough. And most people, when it, when the, when it gets to going tough, they get to... Uh, all of us wanting to cop out and jump off and sail off that ship and get on some easy floating uh, direction. But it's all, remember, that easy floating is always downstream. It's never upstream. Isn't God a good God? Isn't it amazing how he put the apples high up in the trees and the peaches high in the trees and everything you got to reach for and you got to reach for it and dig for it? Amen. God knew what he was doing. It's his plan and his will. Amen. Praise God. And this is, this is the story of David. Amen. Just because he didn't have other assignments while he was taking that care of those sheep, he could have turned his head and said, well, let the, let the bear have one and let the lion have another one. But what did I tell you last Sunday morning? If it belongs to you, anything that you have in this life, demands that you take care of it. If it's a car, if it's a house, if it's clothes, if it's whatever it is, 
Whatever God has entrusted you with, you've got to uh, take the responsibility of that and take care of it, and, and there's a maintenance to it. And, and, it, and, it, and you just gotta, you've got to do that well. And because he wasn't a sign, he could have probably got by. He could have probably slid by and said, well, you know, I'm going to give up here a little bit, and I'm going to give up this job, and I'm going to give up that client, and I'm going to back out of this deal, and I'm going to get out of this one. Well, you start that backing up, and you just turn into a crawfish. You're backing up for the rest of your life. You just got to rear up against it and say, hey, hey, man, there's some way. You know what God wants? He wants Pentecostal termites. If they can't get around this way, they'll go around this way. If they can't get around this way, they'll go up this way. They'll go under. They just keep on. Hey, I really want to... I, I want us to have church together today. We're all in the struggle. We're all in the war. There's nobody that's crossed the finish line. Hey Amen. I'm still struggling. I'm still fighting. I'm still believing. I'm still praying. And I believe with all of my heart the devil's still a liar. And the truth is not in him. I'm just simply telling you, whatever God has allowed us to do, let us do it with all of our heart. It always amazes me when I read the scripture. Amen. I look in the Bible and I'm amazed. Solomon didn't say a lot of sleep and a lot of slumber will get you in trouble. He didn't say a lot of it. He said a little bit. Did you know people have learned their lives over extra 30 minutes of sleep? Oh, Jesus, help me, God. How did I get off into all this? Amen. I mean, they have learned their lives over that snooze button. Just kept snoozing off, snoozing off, snoozing off. Let me tell you something. Extra 30 minutes ain't going to make a lot of difference in the day. You just seem to get up and pray. But it will make a big difference in the outcome of your life. So what he said, a little sleep and a little slumber, he said, finally... Poverty comes up on you as a man that is traveling. Amen. Long those days, of course, a traveler, it took them a long time to go a few miles, but eventually they would arrive at their point. And so it is true with us. So that's the reason it is so important that we get on track. It's so important, our children, thank God for Christian education. Thank God for a school that really wants to be a school. I, 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 from what I hear, and I don't want uh, to be unkind, but from many, many people that tell me that public education has just almost given up on trying to educate children to a large extent and, and uh, just, just join in with them. No rules, not much, and rules of dress and standards and regulations and just throw it all out the window. The heathens don't want to do it no way, so the best way to get along with a heathen is just let him be a heathen. We don't believe that around here. Amen. We believe we're here to change heathens. We're here to make them intelligent, good, upstanding, Christian young men. I'll tell you what, I like this Brother Glenn. Stand up, Brother Glenn. Amen. Brother Glenn, stand up. Haney, yeah. Amen. There's our man right there. Thank you, Brother Glenn. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Want to do something in life. Want to be productive. 
want to help somebody, want to help care somebody's load. Praise God. That's what Christian education is all about. And, and somebody was saying to me, well, they're getting on to them because they're running late. And I said to them, I said, do you realize that if you teach your children, you're teaching them to run late the rest of their life when you do not bring them to school on time? You're imparting something to them that they're going to have to, they're going to fall in that same rut. And I'm going to tell you, oh, God, help me. Don't say that. Amen. I'm already feeling more than hallelujah. Well, if I could get everybody to say preach it. Yeah, that, that kind of helps out. There's no reason for China getting ahead of this country. Help us, God. I, I feel like it's time for a good prayer meeting right now. Go ahead and stand and let's just pray together all over the house. Help us as a country. Help us as a people, God. Help us, God. Help us as a people, God. Oh, give us help, Lord. We all need you, God. We're all struggling. We're all battling, Lord. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God, to be disciplined and be what you want us to be, Lord, what you've called us to be, God. We're so grateful, Lord. You can be seated. Isn't it amazing how God can take nothing and use us and make something out of us when we will allow him? And this was true back to David again. Amen. Amazing, amazing man. And when you study his whole life, but to understand his life, you've got to understand where he started. You've got to understand what made David, David. And I'm telling you, this is what made David, David was David, he didn't just say, well, I've got one little responsibility, but why he was doing that, there is no doubt about it. One day it hit me like a bolt of lighting, lightning. Amen, I said, why? You know, when he learned to play that harp, I didn't read it in the book, nobody told me, but the Holy Ghost just brought it to my mind that he was sitting out there tending to those sheep when he could have been twiddling his thumb and says, I'm not, I'm not gonna go any further. He, was, he had that harp in his hand. He was plucking those strings. He was listening to those tunes. He was listening to those notes. He was learning that music. And whenever they put out a want ad and said, we gotta find the best for a king, guess where it led them to? It led them to David's address. They rolled up in that big golden chariot with those big beautiful white horses. They rolled up right in front of Jesse's house and said, we've got to have David. We've heard about this young man. There's nobody like David. There's nobody that can play it like David. There's nobody that can pluck those strings like David can pluck them. We want the best for the king. Now, if you're mad at us today, let me tell you, that's all we want. We just want the best for the king. The king deserves the best. The king deserves the best. The king deserves the best. Hallelujah. I said the king deserves the best. We've made too many allowances for laziness and slothfulness. 
and just get by attitude whenever we need to demand it out of ourselves and demand it out of others. Amen, that you would do the right thing. And see, it's, it wasn't written in a book. I've never read the scripture where Jesse's daddy said, David, while you're out there taking care of those sheep, you learn how to play that harp. David, while you're out there taking care of those sheep, you go fight the lion and the bear. Have you never read that anywhere in the Bible? It was in his heart. It was a driving force that God had put in his heart, just like God has put in our hearts and put in every young man's heart in this church and put in every young lady's heart. You know what I believe today? I believe it's in our heart to succeed. I believe it's in our heart to be victorious. I believe it's in our heart to do the will of God. I believe it's in our heart to not just almost, amen, and just give God a little praise and just barely get by in a prayer meeting. But I believe it's in our heart to do as Rebecca did. She said, I won't just give you a drink brother I'll water your camels also amen and the Bible said she hastened and she let down her pitcher and she ran the scripture says she ran to the well and she ran back to the trough and she ran back to the well and she ran back to the trough and she ran back to the well and back to the trough until the camels were done drinking You know, when y'all look over here and over here across this front, you know what you you can be seated. You know what you're looking at? You're looking at the victorious section. Stand up again, young men. Amen. Young ladies, stand up. Hallelujah. You're looking at the victorious section that's not going to be defeated. They're not going to be defeated in education. They're not going to be defeated in disciplining their lives. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness and your blessings. But it was this man that learned so well that God used in such a remarkable way. And then James of the New Testament said, if any man likes wisdom, he said, you can ask of God who's going to give it to you. He said he will just pour wisdom out upon you if you will ask wisdom Thank you, Jesus, for daily prayer. Every day praying and saying, Oh God, order my steps and direct my path. James again said, For in many things we offend all. Listen to this. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. If you can play your harp, and not offend others, then the Bible said that you're able to bridle or you're able to control your whole body. What, what, a, what a challenge that is before us. This is where relationships are made and broken with God as well as with man. And if God can help us, that we could bridle our whole body. He said, if any man offend not in word, if you can keep from offending people in word, 
Amen. The scripture calls him a perfect man. James went on to say, but the tongue can no man tame. It's going to take God to tame our tongue. Because the reason that man cannot tame it, it is unruly evil and full of deadly poison. Amen. Help us, God. David in Psalms 39 and 1 said, I said, I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with the bridle while the wicked is before me. I wonder how many people that are in the cemetery today, if they could have just bit their tongue before the wicked and not said another word back. But because of an uncontrollable tongue, amen, it stirs up the fire, of course, in the wicked. But David said, I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. Now, some people think you can't sin with nothing you do. Now, here's David worried about sinning with his tongue. Some religious world, nothing is sin. They failed to read the Bible. He said, I will keep my mouth with a bridle. I'll keep a bridle on my mouth while the wicked is before me. Then again, Psalms 19 and 14, he said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, the words of my mouth, what my heart's thinking on, be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. That's the reason we believe that you can't set wicked trash before your eyes. Somebody said, do you have scripture? Well, I'm giving you the scripture. Amen. You cannot set wicked trash before your eyes and then uh, think on the right thing. Let the words of my mouth, and here's people swearing and cursing and still under the title and banner of being a Christian or religious. God have mercy. David said, let the words of my mouth, the meditation in my heart be acceptable, O God. He said, a man hath joy by the answer of his mouth and a word spoken in due season, how good it is. Again, Solomon said, heaviness in the heart of a man maketh it to stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. Job said, teach me and I will hold my tongue and cause me to understand wherein I have erred. Again, Job said, how forcible are right words but what doth your arguing reprove will he make many supplications unto thee will he speak soft words unto thee he said how long forbearing is a prince persuaded and a soft tongue breaketh the bone a soft tongue will break the bone again Proverbs 15 and 1 said a soft Answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stirreth up anger. If we can just always have and be able to say the right thing. Here, David again, here the closing of his, his life. He said, now these be the last words of David. David, the son of Jesse said, the man who was risen up on high, the anointed of God of Jacob, the sweetest psalmist of Israel. Notice how he's described as the sweet psalmist 
of Israel. The Spirit of the Lord spake by me, and his words was in my mouth. The God of Israel said, this is what God said, the rock of Israel spake to me, he that ruleth over man must be just, ruling in the fear of God. The sweet Psalmist David, amen, the words that he spoke, amen, the many proverbs that he's given us, the book of Psalms and the blessings, because he was a wise man, not only to play on the harp, but he was wise in his words. Amen. We not able maybe to play the harp, but God has given us this mouth. And if God will help us to just be able to tame our words, that we can have a word for the season and for the time. Hallelujah. What a challenge before us today. What a challenge to every person in this building. Because we all agree today, we all need God. And we need people. Everybody say, we need people. Say it with me again. We need people. Yeah, you need a companion. You need uh, your children. You need friends. You need your grandchildren. And it all comes about through the skill of playing that harp. Here was the wise woman in the book of Proverbs, the 31st chapter. The scripture said, she openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. When he was describing this wonderful, wonderful mother, this is the way Solomon described her, that she openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is always the law of kindness. I got to thinking about, as the Lord laid this message on our heart, my heart, how we've had in this church some of the greatest examples of heart players. God will bless you to come across in your life to some great heart players. For the last few Monday nights, Truth College at the Rock at 7.30, we've been listening to a great heart player, a man in the form of Brother Steve Haney. Yeah. Great. The Lord has blessed us, hasn't he? Hasn't he been good to us? Abundantly, he sent us some of the best uh, heart players. Living heart players we can listen to. When we don't know what to do, we're about to blow our mouth, blow our home, blow our marriage, blow our children apart. Amen. Oh, God, help us. We, sometimes we forget how fragile life is and we forget how easy it is to tear things up and immediately want to put it all back together. And to some people, that's the challenge of their life. That's the only challenge they ever find. They never find the challenge to say, I'm going to take it to a new level. I'm going to see if I can bind this family a little tighter together. I'm going to see if I can make my marriage a little stronger. It just seems their only challenge they ever see in life is that I am going to take and uh, tear it up and then I'm going to see if I can get my wife back, my kids back, my grandkids back, my friends back. But that's not the challenge to take. The challenge to take is, hey, why can't we be a tighter family? Why can't we be more supportive of one another? Why can't we help one another more? Give me wisdom. Come on. Give me wisdom and knowledge, God. Let me learn and grow and let me be what we want 
what you want me to be. And friend, there may be people who say today, I don't care. I don't care what they think. I don't need them. You're not being truthful. We all need one another. You do need me. I need you. You need those sitting around you today. You need your family. You need your friends. But you keep hitting all those sour notes on that heart and you just repel them and you become repulsive and they don't want to be around you and they don't, they don't, don't want to hear that sad tune. But we've had, we've had great and wonderful examples of people that knew how to play a harp. People that's long went on to be with God. Their names, some of them came back to me and, and I'm always uh, not comfortable calling names but because uh, there have been so many great ones and wonderful ones and, and uh, they just knew how to play a, a harp. And, and Sister, Sister Goodnight, one of the great harp players, uh, Sister Looper, Sister Koji Looper, and then uh, Sister Minibel Martin. I don't think ever, anybody's ever exceeded Sister Minibel Martin. Amen. She always had the, the sweetest uh, uh, words of kindness and help. Amen. Sister, Sister Lucas, in fact, uh, many, I don't know how many years she has been passed. What year did she pass from this in 1976, amen, I remember preaching her funeral. And you know what I used at her funeral? I used that she was one that had practiced the three C's, not to condemn or criticize or complain, that she was that kind of woman. Praise God. Thank God. All we've got to do is just look around and think a little bit and listen to some others, and it can give us insight for our own life. Of course, I know I'm prejudiced, but y'all just let me be prejudiced today, if you don't mind. Sitting right over there in that recliner today, white-headed lady by the name of Agnes Holmes. Amen. I don't think anybody has ever come up to her playing a harp. Amen. She just, amen. <laughs> Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. I, I marvel sometimes, and, and you know, not everybody likes me, but I've never met anybody that didn't like my mother. And you know, that got to bothering me the other day. I got to thinking about that. I said, why do they all like my mother and they don't all like me like they like my mother? And so I said, you know what? You need to tune up your heart better. I mean, you're hitting some foul notes or something's going sour. I love her and appreciate her very much. She's sure been an example to my brother and, and myself and sisters. And, uh, and you know, the, the doctors, they're, they're just, they, they love her. And her doctor, he, in fact, the other night he was calling the house at her house at 1030, trying to track her down, find out where she was at because she was, her blood level gets out of sorts. And he wanted to tell her uh, what, what level it was at. Want to know where she was at 1030 at night. She said she didn't tell him that she was at Walmart. 
Praise God, praise God, praise God. But let me tell you in closing here today, and the greatest words, the greatest heart player that ever lived, far beyond old Solomon, his name was Jesus. Hallelujah. And let me just give you a few, few uh, lines from his heart and a few notes that he made for us. And just give you some of the, my favorite verses in the Bible. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come unto me, all ye that are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you. <laughs> that means you don't have to carry that load any further, friend. You'll just learn to pray and break it to the altar. You can get that heavy load off of you. He said, take my yoke upon you, learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find, everybody say rest. Everybody say rest. You know what this world needs today? They need, they need rest. They need rest. They need rest. Rest is that peace of God unto your soul. He said, for my yoke is easy and my burdens is light. Listen to this. He played, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stoneth them which are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wing, and ye would not. He said, Israel, Judah, all the tribes, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. How often would I have gathered thee as the children together? Brother, I'm going to tell you, that's the heartbeat of a real dad and a real mother today is to gather those children together. How can we live with not a burden for our children? We talk about trying to reach the world. We talk about trying to put up billboards for the city. Hey man, and not have a burden for our own? No, I know your heartbeat, it's aching today. And it should, and it should always. And mine aches today for my children. Oh God, keep your hand up on them and said, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen doth gather her chicks under her wings. Now, if you want to know where I want to live today, what a picture, what a tune he played. He said, I'm just like a chicken that spreads those wings and wants them little chicks to run up under the wings when the storm is raging. That's what I wanted to do with you, Israel. And you were so stubborn, you would not come under the wing. Hallelujah. God, I want to live under your wing. Brother Holmes, I'm too busy to pray. 
You're foolish in your thinking is what's wrong. You're, I, I'm too busy to go down there at that church. You're, you're, you're mixed up in your thinking is really what's wrong. You, someday, somewhere down the road, you will see that the most important thing you ever did in this life is bow your knee before the King of Kings every day of your life and pray. Why? Because through prayer, we get up under, we get up under his wings through prayer. Brother, I'm going to tell you, you can feel it when you've done it over and over. You know when the storm is raging. Well, I don't know what the outcome's going to be. We're like the three Hebrew children. They said, I don't know, O king, but I know one thing. God's fixing to deliver me out of your hands. Now, I know he can quench this fire if he wants to, but whether he quenches this fire or not, I'm fixing to be delivered out of your hands because bowing is not an option. Giving up is not an option. Backing up. Backing up is not an option. You can write that one off, King. Go ahead and forget it if you think we're going to change our mind because we're not going to change our mind. You don't need to play the music again. You don't need to give us a second opportunity because we're not going to stop going to church on Sunday night. As sure as we're here today, by the help and grace of God, we're going to be back to church tonight, Wednesday night. Come on, everybody stand. Everybody feel after the Holy Ghost together. Oh, yes, hold on to the Holy Ghost that we feel. Come on, prayer warriors, saints of all over this house. Oh, yes, God. Oh, yes, God. Come on, close your eyes and let the Holy Ghost move through you. Oh, let the word sink into your heart today. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord, speak to our spirit today. Come on, close your eyes and you just talk to God for yourself right now. Don't look around at anyone else, just between you and God. Come on, but just between you and God right now. God, I want to be what you want me to be. Oh, I want to do your perfect will, Lord. I want to walk with you, God. I want to accept the challenge that is before me today. I don't want to flinch. I don't want to give up. I don't want to back up. Amen. I want to go forward, God. Give me the strength, the courage, the determination. I wonder if some of your family maybe is standing. Certainly friends are standing around you. Why don't you join with their... Maybe you can create a little circle as we do sometimes. Don't worry about step out in the aisle. Join both hands. Step out in the aisle. Join in another family. If you're in a family that's not here, you've got a family. Get with Brother Jones there, Brother Haney. Amen. Find some more. Somebody come down here with Sister Kim. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 
in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, form that little circle there in the name of the Lord. We believe you today. We believe you, God. Oh, let us be drawn and challenged to do your will, oh God. To be what you had in mind when you called us, God. Oh, yes, God. Yes, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, up in the mezzanine, come on, let's talk to the Lord. All across the back, the front, every side. Come on, dads, get your boys together. Get your children together. Get your grandchildren together. Come on, all over the house. Come on, let's have prayer together. Let's believe, brothers. Come on, sisters, in the name of Jesus. You have to take a few steps. It won't hurt anything. Amen. You may save a soul. Oh, God, restore into us, Lord, our help today. Help us, God. Help us to see what we need to see. Help us, God, to do what we need to do and be what you had in mind. In the name of Jesus, I believe you, God. I believe you, God. I believe you, God. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Come on, just feel after him. Come on, hold on to this anointing another minute together. God, we want to be your, we want to be in your will. We want to walk in your will. We want to please you, oh God. We want to do your will, oh God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Oh, yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Come on, get up under that wing. Come on, Monday morning, get up under that wing. Come on, Tuesday, get up under that wing.
Jesus, I know. 